Here we go. Hey. Here we go. Hey. Here we go. Hey. Here we go. Here we go with singer, songwriter, producer, musician, hailing from my hometown, Houston, Texas, H-Town, hold it down. Y'all wish it was Beyonce, but he's definitely the next best thing. He's an old friend from my middle school days. He then attended and graduated from Hightower High School. And from there, he just started his journey as an artist. He has an EP coming out very soon, and you can catch him styling and wilding on his IG. Welcome, Xavier O'Keefe. Hello. Well, that was a great <laughs> intro. Oh my god. Thank you. <laughs> How you been? I've been good. I've been really good. How have you been? I've been pretty good myself. It's good to see you. I know we've been like communicating like over the years through IG or whatever, but it's good to know like you're you're doing well for yourself. Yeah, I haven't seen you in um, so long, so it's nice to see you. I know it's been a long time. Long. <laughs> I can't even remember. Like yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw you. Um <laughs> But I have, like, a little icebreaker here uh, okay. just to, like, loosen it up a little bit, like, get into the groove of stuff. So, All right. Um, the first icebreaker I, I have is um, sing your favorite song at the moment, or if you don't want to sing it, hum it. If you don't want to hum it, make the beat of it. However, but, like, you got to, like, tell us what's your favorite song right now. I have been listening to doja's planted her album like yes obsessively i listen to it when i'm cleaning when i'm gaming when i'm showering it's like all i listen to and my yes. favorite song is get into it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i swear to you Go i'm going it. to learn all of these lyrics like that is one of my biggest <laughs> missions in life but um she's like um <laughs> i just gotta fuck and I like, she's like, I just got a bob, get into it, yeah. I like how she just switches it up. That is like yeah, what I'm obsessed with right now. Um, I was watching an interview with her. I think it was with, um, it was with somebody from Apple One. But basically she was like, she doesn't mind collaborating with other artists or other female artists specifically because they can do voices that her voice can't. Even though her voice can do a lot, mm -hmm. she was yeah. like, she doesn't mind like, uh, meeting up with other artists because everybody has something to contribute and bring. Right. So I thought that was pretty cool that she said that. Oh, yeah, and that I was, love her. I thought it was unique too because like on each of, each of her songs on that album, she has like a different voice. Oh, for sure. It's crazy. Yeah, sound like a different artist every single time. And I swear yeah, some yeah, of the songs yeah. sounds like she's like in a girl group where it's like three different people performing. <laughs> yeah, just, but no, it's just her. She never misses. I love it. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a really good album. That's what I've been listening to so far, too. <laughs> um, my favorite song right now is... I had, There's so many songs I've been listening to, but I've been listening yeah. to um, this old song by Drake called Is There More? Okay. From his Scorpion album. It came out like three years ago, but... Mm. Um, Come on. We need that performance. Was, <laughs> 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 I was trying to think of the words, but like, it's one of those songs that I can't really... It's hard for me to sing it because, like, he's, like, basically, like, spilling out his heart. Mm -hmm. But the only part that I can really do is the the uh, interpolation. That's what it's called, the interpolation, or, like, the lyrics that he get from other songs. Mm -hmm. um, but he has sampled uh, Aaliyah's More Than a Woman. Mm -hmm. So at the end of it, he's, uh, he got these girls saying, Passion, Einstein, Sweat, Feel Me. Cupid shot me, my heart beat, 
racing. And then he goes, I'll be, I'll be more than a woman, more than Ooh. a lover, more than a son. Yeah, something for you. Yeah, and it just ends like that. And I thought that was pretty clever that he had incorporated that song. But yeah, I feel like there should be more uh, ad, like contributions, contributions, what? More <laughs> people paying homage to Aaliyah because I feel like she really changed the way music sounds even now. She did. She did. And so many people have sound, either sampled her songs or mm-hmm. did some of her covers and they they really did it well, I think. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, Another icebreaker I have is a customer service story. So whether you was working <laughs> in the customer service industry and you already had making faces... <laughs> Um, whether you're in the customer service industry or, um, uh, and like you've been, somebody was being rude to you or somebody was being very nice to you or vice versa. Like you were the customer and again, somebody's being rude, had a weird interaction, either, either one of those positions. I mean, <laughs> you could really pull from a hat on this one that I've been like, I've worked, I think. I've counted up to 15 jobs since I've graduated high school. I can't stay in the for too long. Like, I'm very intolerant of a lot of, like, management situations. Um, And customer service, I'm sorry, but that that is, it's too much for me. (laughs) Um, I think the, hmm, I want to say some of the craziest things happened to me when I worked at, um... I'll say H and M. Oh, can I say that? H&M. I guess um, yeah, it's <laughs> not shady. I mean, you don't H&M. work there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, a lady, there's. It was a two story one in the Galleria, like the big one. And a lady comes upstairs and she's like asking where a shirt is. And this is like one of the many times that I felt like a personal slave to somebody. And my <laughs> attitude skyrockets throughout the day. Like I just get pissed <laughs> off. Um, but she was like, she comes upstairs through the elevator, and she's like oh, I need some help with this shirt. Like, wear your shirt. So I'm like, oh, it's downstairs. You can take the elevator. And it's right in front of the elevator. She's like, oh, can you show me? And I, you just make that eye contact. <laughs> like, ma'am, I'm not, you, I can show you the elevator. So I show right. her the elevator. <laughs> I show her the elevator. And she's like, no, can you show me? So I get in the elevator. Mind you, I have like a handful of clothes. Like, I am putting yeah, clothes you, back. Yeah, you, you busy and like you can't really leave the spot that angry. you in. It was like midday like, so like my adrenaline <laughs> was high. My temper was already bad and we get out the elevator and she's like alright uh, and I show I point to her so I can just hit the button and go back up. She's like can you show me and I was like ma'am you're looking for a white oh, shirt. Oh she said it again. There's 50 <laughs> white shirts on this rack. Right. Anyway. H&M is like it have basic like colored clothes so yeah. like and she was literally yeah. looking for a basic white shirt. And I show her the basic white shirt. And she's like, can you gra- grab it for me? And I look at uh-uh. her. I said, ma'am, it's right, it's right here. I'm not about to play with you. <laughs> I had to go. I had to leave. Nah. Uh-uh. She was doing too much. She wanted to grab like, you in. Wow. We've had people poop in fitting rooms, piss on the floor, piss. Oh, people piss on Same. the scanner thing so many times throughout the day. It's actually crazy. Like, are you serious? It became a normal occurrence to have somebody pee in the fitting room because they had, couldn't hold it, or they were pissing all over the the, the security tags, thinking that they were just undoing themselves because you pissed on it. We've had to pick yeah. up water bottles. But see, I don't do bodily fluids, so I would tell other people to do it because that's yeah. a health hazard for me as well. 
And I don't you know what you got. Do that at a clothing store at all? Disgusting. Like that should not. Yeah, you wouldn't expect that as a clothing. I'm so sorry. I've never heard of that. <laughs> the things that happen, the things that I've seen, and it's like <laughs> it showed me. It showed me to not have too much faith in humanity because we're not that capable of a lot of things. <laughs> oh my god, that's so crazy. I worked at Macy's. I've never seen that. It, but I worked in the the ladies' clothing store, the clothing department for like mm-hmm. it was like a couple of months. So maybe I didn't have time to see all that. But <laughs> oh my god! I worked there for a year and a half, and oh my god! I felt like that wasn't a long time compared to my like coworkers, and yeah. I'd seen too many things. <laughs> Absolutely, too many things. Um. The customer service story that I have. So I used to work at Tip Trees for like a year. And I always get like these weird like interactions with people and their cookies. And um, (laughs) one instance, it was kind of a weird slash like hilarious interaction. Mm -hmm. So I had delivered these cookies to um, this couple. And I guess the guy forgot that he had cookies coming or something because he came out of his house all disheveled and... Trying to struggle to put his robe on. And oh, I was no. like, oh my God. And so he came up there. He was like, sorry if I seem naked. I was like, I don't want to know what's underneath your robe. Just here, take your cookies. I'm about to go. <laughs> get out of here, sir. Right. Not I'm not trying to do not all that. not what I get paid for at all. Right. And then he had texted me. Because you, you can do that. Because um, uh, I had texted him first. Asking like which house it was. Because it was kind of like a, a community uh like area and it was gated and there was it didn't really say on the the sheet that on the slip that we had to tell us like the address mm-hmm. it didn't tell us like what house and so i had texted him and then he came out and then he texted me he was like uh my wife thought it was uh very funny and uh embarrassing that i came out in my robe i hope you didn't feel the same way i was like sir again like <laughs> it's okay I'm glad you enjoy like glad you like order from Tips Trees. Have a great day. Like I just kept this short, but I was like, bro, like you could have you had time at- to put a shirt Even on. Even if I was you anybody had- else, if I was the mailman, <laughs> why the hell would you answer the door half naked? Right. What was the hurry? <laughs> right. There was also another situation where like the guy was fresh out the shower, like you can tell he just put his towel on and he's still dripping with sweat. Oh, and Lord. I was like, I, you had time. I literally told you had time. He was like, no, I, I, again, like, he forgot that he ordered cookies. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, Tip Streets is funny. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> People are a mess. Yeah. Um. So now, uh, just want to, like, have you talk about your background, like, how you grew up, where you grew up. Um. Yeah, um, all that jazz. Well, I grew up in Houston. We know this. I spent most of my time, honestly, with you and our friends in middle school. Like, <laughs> our middle school lasted from fifth to eighth grade. That's four years. Yes. Um, oh. Four traumatizing years, I will say. <laughs> um, I grew up, I moved around a lot. So I was born in Houston. My family's based in Fifth Ward. Um, okay. So I spent a lot of time there growing up and even now, maybe not as much now because I just don't travel that much over there anymore. Travel is like 30, 40 minutes. Um, it, I mean, it's still, it's far. Especially yeah. Especially for Houston, like, come on. Um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time in Fifth Ward. Um, I've lived in Pearland. I've gone to um, Louisiana quite a few times. We have family based there. And um, 
just kind of like bouncing around Houston, like everywhere, yeah. just about Fresno for a very long time. Um, probably a little longer than Fifth Ward at this point. I'm back and forth in Missouri City sometimes because that's yeah. where my current friend group lives. Um, nice. But yeah, that's that's the upbringing. I <laughs> grew up in a very country house, a lot of uh, country <laughs> black folks and our barbecues and, and Thanksgiving dinners, this insane amount of people. Um, you had a big family. You have a lot of siblings, right? I have a lot of siblings, yeah. I have uh, six siblings. Um, wow. And I keep in touch with two of them, two or three of them right now. Um, very... Where do you fit in? <laughs> huh? Where do you fit in in the, the sibling? Uh, I'm in the middle. Um, okay. <laughs> I think that's almost <laughs> a given. I'm the middle child. Um, and it's... Well, it's, it's kind of split between me and my um, my brother. Well, me and my sister, depending on how you look at it, I guess. I have step-siblings, so if you, like, count them in or not, then you can see gotcha. who's the middle child. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, a lot of family. I love company. I grew up a lot with people around me. I grew up with my cousin as well, um, just as much as someone would grow up with their siblings, you know, like, hanging out all the time. Um and surrounded by music <laughs> and and people nonstop. Nice. Did like anybody in your family like play instruments or like was musically inclined like you are? Uh no. I don't think anyone in my family um that I'm close to. My brother uh, has gotten really into music and he's always had a really good taste in music. He's shown me a lot of music growing up. But um he's been really making his own music recently. But growing up I've only had family who liked music. My cousins were in choir, a lot of choir members. Uh, they were inspiring me to be singers <laughs> growing up, but soulful. Nothing, uh, nothing like crazy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, who you say like is your musical inspiration, or how? How like did you start developing yourself as an artist? I guess that's two different questions, but. Um. I will start with the influence. I think we both know Beyonce was like one of my biggest yes. influences growing up. Um, I would sit at so home and just, yes, I would just sit at home and just watch like all of her performances and just imagine myself performing in front of that many people with that much talent, like yeah. to have that much energy and like power on a stage and Michael Jackson, like watching all of his visuals. I was so like enticed by just his ent his entire existence, like the fact that he was changing <laughs> so much and like it never, I never questioned it. I thought it was completely normal that that was just a thing he did, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a natural thing. Yeah, so yeah, I loved Michael Jackson and I would listen to a lot of girl groups, um, 3LW, um, <laughs> Cheetah Girl, <laughs> Destiny's Child. <laughs> So there was a um, with three LW with uh, I think her name Kiara or oh Keely uh, Williams that show Keely with the girl Williams. groups. <laughs> yes. Okay. So she uh, she came out with an interview recently, mm -hmm. and somebody finally asked her why why did it sound like she had a lisp in um, No More? Mm -hmm. Getting a little tired of your broken promises. Mm -hmm. Promises. Why she had that? Uh -huh. And she was uh, she was like. Um, that it wasn't her. Like she didn't make that list. Right. It was um, uh, it was the so they didn't have like uh, auto tune back then when they were reporting it, mm -hmm. and, and so whatever 
modulation that they use on her voice. They use it on her voice, and it made her sound like she had a list. Wow, that's, so, yeah. that's fucked up because that really formed yeah. her entire life. Like that really it created. Did. <laughs> Damn. Like, made her more famous, you know? Yeah. I mean, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Take it where you can get it, I guess. But um, you're saying 3LW and um, Cheetah Girls and... Yeah. Um, Destiny's Child. Uh, oof. Danity Kane at one point. Just anytime I saw girl groups, I was obsessed. Uh, I was yeah. like, the power of having, like a group of people singing together, especially a group of women. It was just something so beautiful about that. Like, I love, like, women who sing. I love the voices of women. I think that that was, like, one of my biggest obsessions growing up. Like, I only listened to women. And because, I mean, it it just never felt like anybody else was doing that. You know, like, hitting those notes and, like, having that much emotion and power in their music. And I'm like, that is what I want. There's not that now there are there's more um men like you know channeling like mm-hmm. actually singing and yeah. not necessarily like rapping or doing anything different. There's yeah. more guys who are actually like from the gut like really singing. Yeah. Um and I that's pretty cool. Yeah. There and cuz like growing up there was a lot of um a lot of restrictions based on your gender and what you can create and how you should sound. I think Michael Jackson and Prince and like a lot of a lot of more mm-hmm. alternative kind of people were kind of breaking through that and it was successful. They were successful. And yeah. it's so weird that no matter how successful they got, it still stuck. Like the whole restriction on your gender. It was like, no, you should still sound like a guy. You should dress like this and dance like this and I'm like, yeah. oh, but these guys are so cool. Like, they're so awesome with their guitars and their, their like, femininity. Yeah. Like, it was just so powerful. And yeah. And I can see, like, you, you've been, like, I can tell, like, you've been influenced by that from the sound of your mm-hmm. voice, the what you do with your voice, and also, like, like you were saying, like, how they look. Like, right yeah. now, like, you have your chains and your earrings, which is yeah. very nice. And Thank you. The way you're styling your shirt, your shirt and everything is pretty cool. Yeah, I try um, to... Uh, Try to not look like myself <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, so your first album, um, well, actually, like, let's go back. Like, when did you start developing yourself as an artist, or like, what made you really want to be an artist? Um, I always wanted it. I just grew up in a world where I was always told that I needed to have a real job, and I couldn't. You know, and when you hear that a lot as a kid, it it feels like your your dreams are just being constantly shot on shot on all the time, and you can see people living your dreams on television. You know, um, so when I turned eighteen or seventeen in high school, I performed one original song, and people like liked it, and I was very shocked by that. And I was like, I just performed a song that I wrote and I created on the stage, and people liked it and sang it back to me. And after that, I kind of just had this, like, fire that I couldn't put out anymore. Like, I just needed to find myself and the artist that I wanted to be and just stop giving a fuck about everybody else and what they were doing and how they were talking to me. Um, And, like, whenever I feel discouraged or anything like that, I'll watch interviews from artists that I really love. And it just just hearing their stories and their their upbringings 
kind of makes me feel more empowered in myself. It makes me feel like I can do this. I can do this. Just keep trying. Because a lot of the times, like, with that first album, I wanted to quit so bad. I was like... Really? Yeah, like, halfway through, I was like, oh, my God, this is so much work to do by myself. I had a <laughs> shitty laptop. It was literally... The screen was shattered. It could not handle what uh, the editing software that I was using, the DAW that oh I was using. God. And I'm doing yeah. all these things to, like, shortcut, and it's so loud. I had to cut out so many, like, frequencies. And oh, I... I think I just woke up one day. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to finish this shit. Like, I don't care. Uh, I've been making music for since 2013, like was my first song that I ever recorded with my friend, one of my best friends, Darian. And I it had been at that point, seven years of making music like I couldn't just stop. You know, yeah. that, and I look back at my younger self and I'm like, I can't just give up on that guy, that little kid who was yeah. going through what he was going through. And I just keep looking for inspiration and keep pushing despite how I feel because I feel like after my my first album, I was like, after seeing so much support and so much love and how it still kind of helps me today, like some people, people still listening to it somehow. I'm like, okay, yeah. like when you see how something's made, it's so weird when people are like, oh yeah, I still listen to that. Or you see people listening to it in your stats and you're like, Okay, that's so weird. <laughs> um, but I'm really grateful and proud of that um, project. And it came out so good compared to, like, what yeah. I was using. You know, that's how I look at it. And it, like, kind of reflected all the feelings and kind of helped me put to words whatever, like, whatever depression that I was feeling or yeah. whatever anxiety that I was feeling helped me put that in perspective. And I, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, thank enjoyed you. your project. Yeah, yeah I, I wrote that because I was feeling... I had all of this darker, heavier music that I kept putting out as singles and like putting on my SoundCloud. And I just was like, well, how about I just put them all together and just make one and just be done with this like super dark and and sad yeah. sound, you know? Like pass it up, like just make it pass or help yeah, it pass. Yeah, just let it out. Yeah. Just let it all out. Anything that I'm feeling. And I just wrote about all of the toxic things that I portray internally and externally. Um, like Throne, for example is this obsession I get when I first see somebody and I'm just like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Like, I, I am in love with you. You know, that kind of feeling. And it's like, I get this, this like, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to flirt my ass off. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You are beautiful. Every time I see someone who just like shocks me, I just get taken over by this like entity. And I'm like, oh, hello. Like, who are you? Yeah. And it's, it's just, it was really fun to write. And it was really liberating to write about such, like, heavier topics that were on my mind that were weighing so heavy on me. And then to mm -hmm. let it out and just, like, feel free of them, you know, and finally move on. So that was nice. really, really fr freeing and fun. Would you say that was your favorite song off that project? Uh, no, I think my favorite song is Fluttering. Um, uh... And I love Tsunami, even though it's probably one of the heavier more like toxic things that I do like overbearing love and like not understanding my depths and then getting into a situation and be like damn actually I think I like this person a little bit more than I let on <laughs> and now we're both overwhelmed um yeah. but fluttering is like a feeling that I get in life like that feeling of like constantly wanting stimulation and excitement like I see someone and I want to always feel those butterflies when I see them or I 
go somewhere and I always want to be excited to be there. You know, like it's just this obsession of trying to always stay exciting. And that's probably why I love like fluttering the best. And it starts the whole thing off. And it has such a like me sound. It's something about that that just feels so organic. And it was my least favorite when I first wrote it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this song is just, I'm going to just sing it and it's going to be whatever. And then I listened to everything. I was like, damn, I'm about to move that song <laughs> to number one because that was actually a good song. <laughs> nice. Um, so you have two singles out right now. Mm-hmm. And then you have a another album coming mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have I Feel So, one of the... That song, I feel like it's a good transition from your first album and then going into this new one because it still has that sad, depressing mm-hmm. sounding. But it's kind of like you you're aware of it mm-hmm. and also you're like growing out of it yeah and then more is like you're busting out and like you got this confidence that you mm-hmm. like like that inner confidence that you always had but you're able to use it as power now and yeah i really like i really like wow I, I really, insight is amazing i'm glad you noticed on, these things it's on my on repeat on my spotify wow like, oh my god yeah really um i wrote i feel so in um december right after i wrote uh santa all right and I wrote Santa All Right because I was in the middle of working on another album, a completely different project. And I was so pissed because I was doing so much for it. And it was it's, it's, it was like a lot of work. And I was putting in days and days of work into this project. And I was only like three out of 17 songs in. And I was so overworked and tired and frustrated. And I was like, I want to enjoy music again. Like, I want to enjoy creating again. So I made Santa all right, and it was just about manifestation and, like, how my Christmas is every day, not just Christmas, you know? And my Santa is the universe kind of thing. Um, Kind of diving into spirituality and all of those things that I've never introduced in my previous music. Um, And I feel so ironically happened right after all that excitement and hype about Christmas and then I got really sad I was like I don't know this feeling like I feel excited and I feel sad I also don't want to like I just want to vanish sometimes you know like I don't want to die or anything I just want to like you know just kind of yes like heal a little bit yeah hibernate and just like just just exist without all of these responsibilities and um it was just a lot of feelings and a lot of venting. I literally sat on my patio. I sit out there all the time at night just to stare at the moon. Or if it's raining, I will sit right there and just, like, listen. It's just so When I beautiful. have my old patio, like, mm-hmm. I'll just sit out there and just watch the rain. I just love the rain. And yeah. every time it rains here, I'm in Austin. And every time oh, it rains here, I'm like, dang, like, it reminds me of, like, Houston. Because it's always raining or the hurricanes. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, rains all day if it's, yeah. you're not, like, in the eye of it. But yeah, I would just literally sit there. People think I'm weird, but I'm like, it's so <laughs> it's, soothing. It's it so relaxing. Is. And it's like, there are bigger problems. The world is so big, you know? And it's a good reminder. Yeah. But I sat out there and I wrote that song and I just wrote everything I was feeling on my notepad. And I went inside and sat at my piano and like organically made a song that I, in a way that I've never, I haven't done in like years, you know? I used to mm. write and sit at a piano. And then when I got this, DAW and all this equipment. I just only did it on the software. So it felt really nice to kind of organically create something. And it's like one of my favorite songs. Um, Nice. And like instrumentally and like just everything about that song is just so nice. Um, Nice. 
and more was just <laughs> when you're just just had enough of feeling sad and you're just like fuck yeah. it if i'm gonna be sad if i'm gonna have all of these doubts and and if my life is as shitty as i think it is then i might as well be a bad bitch about it you know and yes. that's kind of what more kind of alludes to. Yes, I like the little the little rap that you had. <laughs> oh yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> I, I just I love like doing unexpected things that I don't usually do on the songs before, just kind of throwing in new things in there. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess like you kind of mentioned like your process and um, like how you make your music. Like, mm-hmm. do you you write the lyrics first always and then go and make a beat or? Uh, play a tune or vice um, versa like you start the tune first and then you would go with the lyrics or how does your process work i tend to go where the inspiration is uh like if i'm writing something and i'm like oh fuck i really love these words then i'll go and i'll first look for something that's like old and i'm like can i revamp these and can it fit anywhere in these songs and if not i'll just completely just start over and just write a whole song from that um mm-hmm. a lot of the time like if i'm like for the album i wrote a lot of those songs on the piano and for this ep i wrote a lot of the songs like because that's where i started was the singing and piano like i would just play songs on my piano because nice. it's all i had um so i i just lay out some simple chords and i'll just sing and if i find a pattern i'll just build and build around this rhythm that i've created um and I try to find little creative ways to spice things up. Like, I'll look for um, ways to, like, make a waltz. Because I feel so is in the time signature mm-hmm. of a waltz. But it doesn't mm-hmm. really sound like it. I don't know what I did <laughs> to not make it a waltz anymore. <laughs> uh, but it's on the time signature of a waltz. And um, more is, like, a super pop song. Like, I, I like to express myself with different sounds that relate to kind of the emotion so if I feel something, I'll try to find the first thing that I can do that can make me feel it more, you know? Like, if I'm sad, you. I'm going to find a way to, like, write some sad things down or find a sad instrumental that matches that feeling. And then I'll just go yeah. from there. Then I'll just zone out, and then things just get weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I'll just sit in a room and obsessively sing a song and gibberish until something comes up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that works. Yeah, so, um, is, are, I feel so, and more like a good sneak peek to what's going to be on your upcoming album. What's the name of it and like when it's coming out? Like, So those two are singles. Santa All Right is a single as well from um, the EP, which is called Interlude Hours. It's the like kind of okay. performance. It's your, like you said, it's like a transition into this new sound. So this whole EP kind of gives you a temporary space like a little space to where like i can put things that i don't really have any idea of where i would put these sounds or like songs and i just put them all together into like a uh this small time frame i guess you know like you're leaving fluttering this dark heavy sound this theatrical dramatic shit and now you're into this world of like all these different genres i have an r&b song on there i have an acapella song um, I just really played around. Like, I I wanted to really enjoy creating music. This is, like, one of my favorite projects simply because I just did it in, more intuitively than I did Fluttering. Fluttering was very intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, everything on there was like, I'm doing this because it tells a story, you know? Um, yeah. But with 
this EP, it's more like I'm writing this because it's how I feel and this is what's come to me and I'm just going to let it happen. I have a rock song on there. I'm talking politics. I'm talking all kinds of things. I'm rapping. I have friends on there. I'm just having fun, you know? You just had a funny way. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's crazy because it took longer to make this EP than it did um, Fluttering. It took about a month and it's like four songs less. Oh, dang. <laughs> Why was that? Like, um, I don't know. I guess I just took my time, mostly. Yeah. With Fluttering, I, I recorded five songs at a time. Like, I just sat there and just... Oh, just I, I don't know <laughs> what happened. I would just sit there and record. Um, but with this one, I just sat on a song for a couple of days and let it be what it wanted to be. I'll go back and add shit. And I just really took my time and... Um, just enjoyed the process. I wanted to love music again, you know, and like love the process, which I had almost lost through mental illness and and stress, you know. Yeah. Um. So what's next? What's uh what's next after um this this album? Be are you thinking about touring? And I want to know like. Are you interested in modeling or potentially having like a clothing line? Because I really feel like you're very expressive with that as well. <laughs> um, I feel like those things do come naturally, naturally to me. I want to do those things and I feel like they tie very well into my like brand as an artist. Because um, I incorporate a lot of like fashion things and like different aesthetics into my style. But um I am very particular about things, and if I have the power to be particular and be like nitpicky, I, you know, I'm sure like, oh, when I get to this point, I, I really would like to tour. I would really like to, because um, touring is definitely in the in the cards for me. Like, I really want to tour. I that's what I'm trying to figure out now. Like, how do I get into that realm? You know, um, I think a lot of artists are trying to get to that part of their career. Um, which is really yeah, hard right to right now after uh like uh COVID like they trying to figure out different ways they can connect to their audiences and Yeah. And know. I think that touring is just so beautiful and the one of the main reasons I wanted to become an artist was to perform, you know? Dancing mm-hmm. and crazy light shows and fire and all that shit. Like I want it all. <laughs> I want all of it. <laughs> um but yeah, I would love to model. I would love to to be in the fashion world and keep trying things. I'm, I have so many things that I love to do. I love photography. I love um, modeling and I like doing puzzles and weird shit, you know, like producing. Yeah. I've only, I like producing, but I don't love it. Like that's something that I could do without. It's just a really helpful <laughs> skill as an artist to know how to produce. And my crackhead mm-hmm. ass decided to just learn as much as possible um, but yeah, I would, I, it's a lot of things that I would love to do. And fashion and design is just de- definitely in the cards. I'm very, I love those things so much. Nice. Um, so we're getting close to the end here. I have like a few like quick random questions that I like ask every guest that I have on, on my podcast. Um, so the first one is what confuses you? What, what? What confuses you? What confuses me? Yeah. A lot of things. That question confused me. <laughs> um, I am at a state of confusion almost all the time. If I am not zoned, I'm usually like staring at a wall. Um, 
but to be more, I think like the state of our society is confusing to me. Like our society is very much 1820 and yet technology is. is very much like 3050. So that's confusing yeah. to me. Um, but other than that, I have <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. Um, which moment in your life would you relive? Um, oh, I think I would relive my trip, my cruise to Cozumel in 2019. Ooh. I really loved that. It was a huge family situation. Um, I really yeah. enjoyed the whole time I was there. I think that was one of the only times where I was just like free. Like I felt like I had disappeared and I had my own privacy. So I think I would definitely relive that for sure. The cruise. <laughs> Not middle like, school though. How was that? Not, man, middle school. Oh my god! It was. First of all, NWPA was the. <laughs> that that's not a school. That was not a school. You cannot convince me that was school. <laughs> that was some else. Like I can't. I don't remember any education being mm-hmm. taught at NWPA. I just remember all the stupid shit that we would do yes. in class and like drama and death. I feel like trips. I was gonna yeah, die. Drama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hated that. I hated every day. And I sat there and went there for so many years. And I'm like, oh my you gosh, did. please, Lord, don't let this be the I'm end of me. I'm surprised, like, you graduated with this. I thought you were going to leave after fifth grade, honestly, because you had it bad then, man. Yeah, I had a fight on my first day. <laughs> I had a fight on my first day. Um, I don't know how I survived. I damn near went to juvenile detention centers. Uh, <laughs> things were not going good for me at all. <laughs> um, my my favorite moment with you though is like every day. I think it was like seventh grade. It was either sixth or seventh grade. But you would be singing um, Lady Gaga, <laughs> Poker Face. <laughs> oh my like, god, what song that's so are you funny. Singing? And then I finally like heard this. I was like, "Oh, this is actually like a really, really good song." It's fire, <laughs> man! I would sing that the, one the part. The rap when, part, you yeah. Um, I'ma tell, tell you that. that I love you yeah. just to hug you because I'm blooming with my muffin. <laughs> <laughs> that lady, then, she killed it. She caught, and then never missed did. after that. I'm like, damn. Oh, yeah. that Gee, that was great. That was definitely a, um, a big moment in my life. <laughs> a huge transitional moment. <laughs> and then I think you and Deborah, there was like one time that you had broke out of like this um, this cabinet and you scared Deborah, or like was that in like a different situation? Do you remember that? Um, was it like in that one room where I would always be stuck in the cupboard area? <laughs> yeah, I was always under the cabinet. <laughs> There was no supervision. There was no supervision in that school. (laughs) None. None at all. But, um, okay, you were really the cruise. That's cool. (laughs) All right. (laughs) When was the last time you laughed hard? Like, Uh, so hard. Like, you got a new set of abs. Like... The thing is, I can't laugh too hard because I get... My my brain feels like it's going to pop. I don't know what happened. Um, I think I'm getting old or something, but like now when I laugh too hard, I was probably smoking with my friends and Uh we did some stupid shit and then I laughed my ass off. Um, TikTok probably gets me really close to that, like really close. It tries me. But when I laugh too hard, it hurts. 
so bad. Mm. I have to like lay down and just just relax. <laughs> My brain, it's, it, it feels like it's going to pop. <laughs> um, when was the last time you cried? Like, <laughs> um, almost last night. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> it, got, it gets to a point now where I'm just so emotional all the time. Um, last time I cried, ooh, I was, honestly, I can probably say, um, I watched this show, um, called Elite, and I, it's, I don't know, it's, it's this weird, it's this weird thing I have with Netflix originals where I like the shows, but it's kind of strange that they like to have, make teenagers have sex all the time, so it's kind of like, uh, good plot, very <laughs> uncomfortable situation going on here, but I, right. the storyline is so good, and it's such a good show. I probably cried watching that, or cried watching I Luca. I haven't watched it. I think I cried I watching Luca. <laughs> <laughs> Something. It's and probably a cartoon. Probably. <laughs> um, the last question is, what qualities does Xavier like about Xavier? My endurance. I have i think it's because i'm just so stubborn taurus rising over here and i just <laughs> i can't i just bullhead through everything like literally everything that anytime someone says no or someone tells me like i'm incapable of doing something they don't even have to say it i can think that they think that and i'll want to do it you know um i've that could be your fire side too it can be my whole chart <laughs> <laughs> But Hochar said, yeah, he's definitely not going to listen to nobody. Um, but yeah, I I literally, I have this thing where I've never really understood authority. And I've never understood a lot of things that re- revolve around the world of no. Like, if you say no, like, and it's something that I should be able to do, then I'm going to do it. Because who are you to tell me no? I think it's my yeah. ancestor speaking through me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, um, that's the end of it. But is there any, um, like, anything you want to promote? Whether it's, like, your music or just, like, life advice? Like, anything that you want to promote? Um, first thing I want to say is uh, follow me on Instagram because that's where all of my everything is. You can keep yes. updated with my music and all that. It's Xavier O'Keefe, Xavier with the Z. Uh, <laughs> on all, on, like, it's yeah, everywhere. I- Every time you said, I'm like, I've I've only seen it with, like, I don't know any other Xavier or, like, any other Xavier. Like, yeah. Yeah. My so mom made, made it very, um, <laughs> made it her mission to make sure nobody copied me. <laughs> I've yeah. seen a couple, but not too many have with a Z. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Xavier O'Keefe on all social media. And any advice that I can give anybody is to, um... I was going to sound so cheesy, but just keep going. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Consistency is very important in any field. You're not going to break through to anything. It's very small chance that you'll break through on your first project or your first try doing something. Just keep going and keep creating and release your shit. Release your art, (laughs) your, your... book your poetry your music do it just let it go yeah. let it go that's all i gotta yeah. say or any emotions just your emotions in general yeah. like don't bother that in like, don't bottle nothing yeah. in let it all go yeah. <laughs> it's no point better out than in yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fart that, that's it you do not want that to build up <laughs> <laughs> 
thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, Yeah, I hope you have a great day and keep doing what you're doing, man. (laughs) Same to you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.